in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the salty Glenn Stansberry. Ooh, salty. I like that. Mm, I've yeah. been called worse. Uh, yes. Yes, you have. On the podcast, I've been called worse. I've been worse there when you've been called worse. You called me worse on the podcast. I've called you much worse on the podcast. Yes. So I'll take salty. Why am I salty, Brian? Uh, I don't know. Were you just uh, working out or something? What are you trying to say? No, I didn't work out. Oh, okay. Oh man. I yeah, I don't know. Wow. I just I just okay. kind of went went with that. Okay. Um But anyway, um yeah, I, it's hard to it's hard to describe really uh the the reason I chose that that term. Is it my musk? I didn't want to say anything. Uh but uh Okay. Speaking of salty things, uh, me and Glenn are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman is a salty freaking website. <laughs> it's salty. It will uh, it will uh, get up in your senses, your olfactory senses. It'll take it by storm. Um, and uh, so anyway, if you have a free six or seven hours, mm-hmm. I would go over to Gentleman.com and just start looking around. Mm-hmm. Like... You know, one time I went through every single page of, of all the stuff that was on Gentleman, mm-hmm. and it took me um, seven days. It did. He's not lying. And um, uh, it was uh, it was a really enjoyable experience. I can vouch for it. I can say that, yes, you will be entertained. You will be impressed. You will be... You'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll... Hurl. Hurl. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go spend some time with Gentleman.com. Uh, and after that, so if you say, like, okay, let's just say that you did exactly what I did, which is that you went through every single page of the site, gentleman.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you're like, okay, I just spent seven days of my life doing something. I need, what do I do now? No, like, what, 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 what do I do? Well, get that, guess what? You're, you're in luck because there, there's 92 other episodes of the gentleman podcast and they're all about an hour long. Mm-hmm. So you've got, you know, a good, I would say, Almost another seven days of Whoa. of of listening to podcasts Whoa. to do. I was going to say two two weeks with overtime, Brian. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say eight hour days here. Uh, eight hour days. Yeah. Okay, so eight hours a day. Throw in some Saturdays podcast. You know, they talk about binge watching TV series, like yeah. to get back up the TV series. This you, you, you get the equivalent of like ten seasons of the general podcast to listen That's to. Right, and it's like it's an endeavor, but. Oh, I can't really say it's worth it. Look, but Sir Edmund uh, Hillary, you know, disappointed that he went to the top of Everest? Right. No. I don't think he is. No, I don't think so. Is it treacherous? Yes. Yes. Are you going to be rewarded at the end of it? Probably not. Have people died? Uh, yeah. They I'm have. Sure. I'm sure. They have. <clears throat> oh, oh, our lawyers. Hold on, Brian. Uh, I'm just going to text you from our lawyers. Uh, no, people haven't died uh, listening to the podcast. Right. Never have never they ever that, That's never died. been a thing that ever happened. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's that's not real. Mm-hmm. That's not a real thing. Mm. Uh, so, anyway, don't be afraid to, to visit the, 
the podcast.gentleman.com. Right. Don't be afraid. Take the first step. So, uh, you know, you be a go-getter. <laughs> There's too many, pa- you know, <laughs> passive, oh, I'm not going to dip my toe right. into the thing, you know, whatever. I dare you to go to podcast.gentleman.com and dive in. And let's see what happens. Let's just... See, it's funny that we're promoting this on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> well... <laughs> I just realized now the irony. Well, they're already listening. Well, okay, Glenn, we have to. It's called cross promotion. Oh, it's a newfangled marketing term, but where you uh, start marketing to them on the thing that they're actually doing. Hmm. So they're already on podcast.gentleman.com, and we're like visit podcast.gentleman. It's like reaffirming. Oh, like a redundant. Thing. Yeah, re- redundancy. Redundant marketing. <laughs> We're redundant, coining it. <laughs> redundant marketing. <laughs> We've got it done with science. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> now that you visited podcast.gentleman.com, yep. I'm trying to get them to listen to all the episodes. Oh, right. So right. that's the point. It's like, yeah. They could do that. They could get in Time Machine. Yep. That, that would get them there too. Um, yeah, you could go back in time. It is like a time machine. It is, because we, you know... It's a snapshot of, of culture. You know, in the 70s, we were talking about Jimmy Carter, and yeah. here we are, you know... <laughs> At the for that new was Watergate, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, Glenn, uh, final thing I have to say mm. for our redundant marketing spiel mm-hmm. is uh, stop on over to see us via the U.S. Postal Service. Yes, very um, important. Maybe you can't drive to the gentleman headquarters, but you could mm-hmm. take a letter mm-hmm. and put it into the mailbox, mm-hmm. and uh, guess what? It's going to arrive at the gentleman headquarters. Uh, with, well. Via me, after you send it to the post office. That's right. Because, you know. Uh, but anyway, that, that P.O. Box, P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Uh, send us a letter. We will, get, we will get it. We'll talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. If you have questions, comments, anything like that. Um, and we will put it up on the hall slash wall of fame, which we know is the hall of fame. And uh, we will, uh, you know, we might send a little something back to you for it. Just for your troubles. Just for your troubles. Depending on the day and the tone of the letter, it might be it might be good, bad, or indifferent. Maybe our mood will dictate that exactly. as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, Glenn, let's, let's get into the uh, meat of the episode, which is the drink of the week this week. Oh, man. Glenn, this week, I went back to the well. And sometimes you go back to the well too many times, and it comes up dry. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, that hasn't happened yet, I don't think, but we're going to find out. Mm. Once we taste this, this is a beer from. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. yeah, no, no, no. Okay. okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, this is a beer from uh, Bell's Brewing Company. This is a newer brewing company that we've had around, and I believe that they're from up around the Michigan way, Comstock, Michigan. Um, this is a this is a brewery oh. we talked about before. There's a map on the bottle, Brian. Yeah, I can't really find where they it's like are. A treasure map or something. It is. Um, Great Lakes. Anyway, uh, Glenn, this is the Lager of the Lakes mm-hmm. uh, from Bell's Brewing Company, and uh, I, re- I think we liked the one we did before, which was the Oberon. I think. Oh yeah, that had, that got some good uh, that got good, some play good play from us. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to try something else. Plus, it's a Midwestern brewery. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I so when you, when we cork these uh, these bottles, they. I don't know if it's the type of beer it is, but it kind of has a little... Uh, it smells a little like a skunk's... Yeah, uh, a skunk's mating. <laughs> skunk's fragrance. It smells like skunk love is what it smells like. <laughs> Muskrat love? 
smells like muskrat love. Um. Anyway, Glenn. Uh, so this is the Bell's Brewing Company Lake Lager. Uh, Lager of the Lakes. So maybe the lakes smell like muskrats. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't um, know. I hope not. Anyway, I hope this tastes better than it smells. Right. Uh, me too. Um, but it, it should. This is a reputable brewery, right? I think so. I don't right. know. It could just be the style. Let's try it. Oh, this, this is good. Yeah. Mm. It's not bad. That's pretty good. Not bad. It doesn't taste like muskrat as much as I thought it would. Uh, a little bit of an aftertaste. Yeah, kind of soapy. Soapy? Maybe? Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. Kind of like a... <laughs> I just look some dove. Look a... Not a dove. Dusty boot. <laughs> uh, well... Not off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, hmm. you know. Um, anyway, Glenn. this is the bottom of the world. Huh? Okay, so right. just some quick facts on this beer. Mm-hmm. It's nine ninety nine for a six pack, mm. which is pricey. Wow, especially for a lager, especially for a Midwestern brewing company. Mm-hmm. Look, I expect that from a California brewing company, a New York brewing company. The city slickers, they're always trying to run the price up on us. Highfalutin. Exactly. Hoppy drinkers. I get that. But these are guys from the Midwest. That's right. And I like to think that, you know, we're all all in this together in the Midwestern states. These are simple lake people. Exactly. Uh, So why are you trying to run the price up on us? Also, why did you put dish soap in the the beer? Um, I appreciate the muskrat. I mean, that's, (laughs) you know. So just to recap, when we popped the bottle top, it smelled like skunks mating. Yeah. Or muskrats, excuse me, muskrat yeah, love. Muskrat. And then kind of tastes a little like uh, soap or a boot. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, Brian, let's get to the what? what, what uh, it's it's crisp. Yep. It's re- it's refreshing. Yep. It is. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get used to the the yeah uh, earthiness, muskratiness. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, we I, I searched the dark web up and down. I couldn't figure out the uh, IBU content of this beer. The, the alcohol percentage is five percent. Um, the IBU, the IBU content is unknown. I would say like ten. Yeah, if that, it's really low. It's pretty low. I'm not getting really very much on the IBU level. Unless there's like some crazy chemical reaction with the muskrat funk. I don't know. And uh, maybe it's like uh, phasing or you know. It cancels something out or something. It's like negative IBUs. Yeah. Um, negative hops. Okay, so Glenn, if you had to put a rating on the uh, Muskrat Love beer, um, Muskrat, Muskrat Lake of the Ooh. Bell's Lager of the Lakes beer. I gotta say, Brian, it, I do enjoy good lager. Mm-hmm. And I... This is not high on my list of lagers that I will buy. Okay. Um, I'm probably gonna... Um, Put this in right around a 76. 76. 76? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. It's a good, You can tell it's a good beer. It's just hard to get past that initial stank. I was going to go with a 73. So Yeah. I could see that. Uh, I didn't want to be so harsh, but Brian, you're not pulling any punches. I feel like the $10. Oh, I forgot thing. about that. $10. That's asking a fifty more than our immediate. I'm going to revise mine. I forgot yeah. about that. I'm going to go 74. Yeah. That's that's just that, unconscionable. Yeah, especially when they're literally taking bottles and just dipping them in the lake. Right, and mm. uh, then all of a sudden, yeah. it's a high Mus- gluten price. At a mu- yeah, <laughs> a muskrat convention. Um, 
So anyway, okay, so you said 74, I said 73. Yeah. But really, it really just doesn't matter, Glenn. It really doesn't. I hate to, I hate to break that to people who are listening. It just doesn't matter. What we think completely does not matter. Brian, would you rather have a Miller High Life or would you rather have High Muskrat life. Love over here? Okay. It's um, High Life you can buy for 18 for $10. Yep. The same price as the six-pack that we just bought, you could buy 18 High Lives with. So technically, this should be three times better than a, a, yes. a bottle of High Life. Exactly. And it's not even one times better. No. It's not no. even half times better. No. I would say it's about 0. 0.5 times better. Yeah, it's half as good. <laughs> it's half as good. Uh, anyway, Glenn. So the point is, uh, Glenn and I are going to run these figures through our proprietary, patent-pending, trademark, uh, non-infringing uh, computer, the Mustache Swift Scale computer. Uh, and we will then see what the actual uh, empirical score for this beer is. Okay, Glenn. So we said uh, I'm going to type some facts into the uh, into your NTS here. So we said the uh, IBUs were 10 mm-hmm. um, based on our sommelier instincts. Yes. And um, <laughs> you said I said the price was ten dollars mm-hmm. nine ninety nine. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to get that ten dollars. It was nine ninety nine. That's true. And uh, then we said that the uh, alcohol by volume was five percent. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. And let me just I double double click to uh, the original gravity was one point oh five. That's good. So good that's yeah. And uh, the recommended glassware. Finally, uh, the last thing I'm going to type. The recommended glassware is Pilsner, which is like a V-shaped okay. Okay. You know, thing. A flute kind of. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, that's good to know. Uh, Lager of the Lakes pairs really nicely with delicate white fish and sausage. So, um, just, sure. <laughs> just sure. Sure it does. i got to give all the information I can on the MTS computer. Here. So, uh, okay. So we, it's, uh, give, it a few, give it a couple minutes. printing out right now. And then we'll know exactly what the empirical scientific score for Bell's uh, Lager Lake muskrat beer is actually the, this beer according to their website this beer is a great aperitif aper aperitif aperitif i think you're aper, aperitif mm-hmm. aperitif when served well chilled <laughs> yeah why can't they this just is, write <laughs> this is drink it cold well, i i don't even i what don't i don't even know what that aperitif aper and I, Okay, so an aperitif, aperitif is an alcohol drink taken before a meal to stimulate the appetite. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's that. Um, anyway, Glenn. Okay, I got this uh, aperitif here. It's um, just in Brian. Drinking beer before you eat food makes food taste better. <laughs> just wanted to put that out there too for. Um, Got the report off the uh, hot off the presses okay. from the uh, MTS computer it's here. It's screwing on me a little bit. Let me uh, let me just let me flip to the actual. Um, okay, so page ninety. Never You're easy to there. find this. Okay. Okay, so uh, actually, it turns out that okay, so I got I flipped through all the charts and everything like that. I'm just letting people know that. You know, all the pie graphs and everything like that about comparison and all this stuff to other beers. We use a lot of ink. Uh, but basically, the gist of it is uh, that the uh, Bellsbury Lager of the Lakes is a 73.5 on the uh, mustache with scale. Wow. So, one of the lower 
and of beers that we've done. But probably for good reason. Um, yeah. That's down there with the Iron Maiden. Look, guys, here's the thing. I know you're Midwest guys and everything like that. We don't cotton to uh, to uh, Midwestern guys trying to do some high flutin' prices on us here in Kansas. Ooh, we put a map on our bottle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I get that. That makes sense coming from some high flutin' California guy coming mm-hmm. in here trying to sell yeah. us his beer yeah. at $15. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But don't come down here from uh, Michigan and try to convince us that your beer is like super high end. What mm-hmm. do you think we are? Okies from Muskogee? No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. We're just a couple of hicks from French Lick. That's right. But we can tell our beer. Uh, we can tell what's We're going on here. Exactly. Uh, anyway, Glenn. All right. Let's, so uh, let's talk, some, talk about some interesting posts from Gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so. This past week was a cornucopia of goodness. On the, cornucopia of a lot of things. On the, on the old uh, mint. But we have distilled some of the uh, a few of the best things to talk about right. over the the uh, the sound waves. And uh, the first one up we have here is a post by our good buddy Nicholas, mm-hmm. watchdog of the website. And he has found a link from a site I didn't know existed. I didn't know it existed until I saw this tack, Brian. That's true. I didn't. It's Classic that. FM, which is like a site about classical music, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. It's got a nice little community there. But anyway, the article in question we're looking at is titled, Two Musicians Played the Theme from Star Wars Outside John Williams' House, and He Popped Out to Meet Them. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, it's a video, right? right? It's a video of these two kids, and you think, yeah. oh, this is going to be pretty kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. These kids are legit. Like, they can play. They played well, yeah. And, um, and their names are, hold on a second here, Bryce Hayashi and Mikkel Miller. <laughs> Mikkel. Well, Mikkel, that's a good name. Mikkel, yeah, and they they uh, they played the the entire theme to Star Wars, and they just pointed it uh, from the from the sidewalk. Yeah, they, they were, pointed right at his door. They had like the trumpets like pointed right at yeah, John Williams' yeah. door. Um, the first thing that stuck out to me was what a cool theme it actually is. It's so good. So you need two players to play it mm-hmm. because it ha- it has an intertwining kind mm-hmm. of melody thing going on. Yep. Uh, and even like hearing it stripped down like that, because you usually hear the orchestra doing this, and mm-hmm. it's like you don't really get how complex it is until you hear the two melodies. Yeah, I mean, the two kinda, guys playing it. Yeah. Um, and that was really cool. And then John Williams popping out and saying hello. He just seemed like kind of a jolly guy. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's like I didn't think you guys would get all the way through it, but you did. And <laughs> came out and said, I think his like one of their one of their moms was with him or something like yeah. that, which is really weird. I don't. I mean. Yeah, like your mom was like filming maybe or something. I don't know. I think she was filming it, and she was like, "My son's eight or thirteen. You know, he's yeah. He's like, oh, that was fantastic. You know, and you could tell like she kind of pans the, the the phone around. You can tell it's a pretty nice neighborhood. Yeah, I wonder somewhere. how they got John Williams' address. Well, they said she was saying they lived down the street, so oh. they must know like, oh, oh there's John, John Williams', Williams house. house. Okay, that makes more sense. There's like. You know, I figured they were just like stalking him or something. No, and showed up at his house to play the Star Wars theme, which would have been a little bit weird, but um, I guess it kind of is anyway. So, um, it's a, it's a the, the thing that struck me most is that it's just so demanding. Like that song, like that mm. they played was pretty pretty involved, and they yeah. didn't mess up once. There was like no fluffing of anything. They right. just they nailed it, got it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so anyway. Hey man, I'll take two guys playing the Star Wars theme outside of my house any day of the week. Please, somebody. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well that's a you know 
hopefully uh hopefully i'll get some star wars serenading going on yeah you know yeah um i mean star wars maybe the movie from music from rocky or something maybe uh, this will become an app brian uh star wars go teen wolf teen wolf, teen wolf soundtrack oh you know? man yeah absolutely um, lots of songs from that that i would like to hear um, <laughs> i think we all would brian anyway uh okay Glenn, let's uh let's move on to the next uh Next day, we're going to talk about. Uh, thank you, Nicholas, for posting that to the site. This mm-hmm. is posted by our good friend uh, Razorback, who posts things from time to time on gentleman.com. If and we, by time to time you mean multiple all day, times. every day. All day, every day. Um, Razorback uh, posted this great uh, story. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the news about back and forth between police and all the stuff that's going on with all that stuff. Um, and this is a nice little story that uh, just about. Uh, uh, a few police officers in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And uh, it's called Officers Pick Up Bill for Diners Who Didn't Want to Sit Near Them. And uh, over in Pittsburgh, PA, uh, there were a group of police officers uh, seated at a restaurant, uh, you know, group of five or six officers, and a couple comes in and they were going to be seated next to the officers. And right in front of the police officers, the couple requested that they weren't, that they did not want mm-hmm. to sit next to the police officers. Uh, and the uh, one of the police officers actually approached him and said, you know, oh, don't worry, you know, we're not going to hurt you or anything like that. Like He's kind of joking. Yeah, joking. just kind of like, yeah, please, you know, please, you know, go ahead and it's sit not gonna next bite to you. Yeah, it's no big deal, you know. And the guy's just, you know, angrily, not angrily, but, you know, just kind of gruffly was like, no, we're not going to sit there, you know. And so uh, instead of you know, taking it the wrong way or whatever, the police officers uh, actually ended up picking up the check for the couple mm-hmm. at the at the place. Eaton Park uh, is the uh, the classy dining. Yeah, um, and so and on his uh, on his re- his receipt, uh, they actually wrote a message that said, um, "Sir, your check was paid for for by the police officer that you didn't want to sit next to. Uh, thank you for your support." Oh, so twisting the knife at the end Kind there. of a burn there. But um, the, the police officer actually said, essentially the whole goal of it was to let him know that we're not here to hurt you. We're here for you. We work for the public, and we just want to better the relationship between the community and the police. Mm-hmm. So, good, uh, really cool uh, little story. And it says at the end of it that as they were leaving the restaurant, that one of the diners uh, gave him a smile. And a quick thank you. And a quick thank you. So. Yeah, uh, you know, we see this a lot. Um, you know, not to not to make light of what has happened or what's currently going on. Right. Because there are some very real tensions and things like that yep. going on, which is out, definitely outside of the scope of this right. stupid podcast. Right. But, um, you know, it's pretty cool when you can kind of see the other side of things that, mm-hmm. you know, 99.9% of the people right. are try- just trying to do their job the right yep. way and trying to help people. Yeah. And, you know, I, I I like this. I love it when people do this. Mm-hmm. Because not only does it make them look good, it also, they're also changing, hopefully changing somebody's perspective. Mm-hmm. And also kind of like getting the last word. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like a win, 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 win. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, And it only cost them $28 because that's how much the check was. Man, two people eating? I wonder if they got drinks. Like a like a Diet Coke <laughs> I or they, something? got a uh, got a heads up that they were... Getting their check taken care of. Yeah. Oh, and extra fries. Fries to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, if that's sea bass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Glenn, what do we got? Uh, finally, what do we have? All right. Left? 
We the, the last the last tech we're going to talk about. Our good buddy Zamoose, mm-hmm. frequent contributor, longtime supporter, and the reason why you're able to watch videos on gentlemen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Um, he has posted a tech titled "Incredible Handcrafted Guitars Made from the Reclaimed Wood of Old New York City Buildings," and it is just that. It is. Um, you know, when I first saw that title, I was like, oh, it's just, you know, this guy picked up some plywood or something. And mm-hmm. So what this guy does, he's in New York. His name's uh, Rick Kelly, and he owns Carmine Street Guitars. Highly uh, renowned and uh, well thought of guitar manufacturer. Makes handcrafted guitars. And he started um, going around with these uh, buildings that are being demolished or um, renovated and... Taking the wood, I, I I'm assuming he's got something worked out with the people who own the buildings. Or he said that actually in the video he said that he basically dumpster dives for it. Oh, nice! They they toss it in the trash. Well, there you go. It's fair game at that point. Well, you know, in New York, they're they're constantly. Yeah. Every time I go there, they're they're ripping down a building mm-hmm. and building a new high rise something. Yeah, you know. Uh, so progress, it, progress, progress. He basically just goes and finds the old. He he said. Specifically, like there, there was this one kind of lumber called um, Kingswood, Kingswood, uh, white pine timber that was barged down the Hudson River over two hundred years ago, and that's what they used to in all the old buildings, as, like the 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 structure support for the yeah. buildings. Um, so he basically can find it all over the place, and it's great wood for guitars. And so he just goes and looks for it and brings it back. They actually in the video they actually had him like wheeling a a cart across the thing with <laughs> a big piece of wood on it, you know? So. so they call it the Bones of Old New York City. The guitar is made yeah. from that. Which it's is, name. An, it's a great name and an even better concept. I mean, and, and the ironic thing is, is that somebody's going to pay like, I don't know, $10,000 for each guitar and it's made from stuff that's being, he dumpster dive for. I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what the price was. I went to their website and they, they, they didn't have any prices listed for mm-hmm. these guitars. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm trying to get that squared away. But the next time I go to New York, I'm going to go to the shop and yeah. take a look. Um, I uh, I was kind of surprised actually when I looked it up. The, the Carmine Street Guitars thing is off in the uh, West Village, hmm. just off Bleecker Street. And okay. I've been there probably ten times, maybe fifteen times. Mm-hmm. And I've never been into this guitar shop. And I there's another guitar shop that's in that area that's right on Bleecker Street that I've been to like every time I've, I've gone to New York. Never been to this place, and it was right around the corner. So I was kind of kind of bummed about that because I was, you know, of course, it, of course, I'd always like to know about something like this. And if the guitar yeah. isn't too expensive, it would be pretty cool to have a uh, Bones of New York oh, man. guitar. You know, well, you love New York. I do. I mean, I, uh, I love New York too, but not as much as you do. I don't think. Yeah, I should be the mayor of New York. Wow. Well, Mr. Giuliani, yeah. uh, I think there's an election coming up sometime <laughs> soon. Uh, but yeah, so I'm definitely going to stop in next time. So anyway, if you go to, if you're going to be in New York and you're going to be near the West Village, um, check out Carmine Street Guitars. Kellyguitars.com is the website. Mm, okay. So yeah, I'm going to try, I'm going to try, I'm going to follow up on this. I'm going to, I'm going to try to figure out how, how much these guitars are and uh, get a few of them and bring it back. Yeah, it's a it's a nifty little thing he's got going there. Now I wonder after this has come out, how many more people are going to start diving for? Well, now that you know, the, it's the been on, the now it's been on Gentleman, the right. Gentleman podcast. So people like you know, price of guitars are probably going way up. <laughs> yeah, wow. You know, 
It's like that time we talked about that thing in China, and then pretty soon the Dow Jones was like, yeah, S and P five hundred, right? You know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, anyway, okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the uh, toast this week, and uh, this week we're doing. I, I know. I think this might be another first where we're toasting two, two things Ooh. at the same time, uh, two for one. Have deal. we done that? I don't know if we've done that before. Um, it's Christmas in July. Yeah, look, this is a this is a buy one get two free. We just had Amazon Prime Day. Yeah, this is we figured what the hey, let's just do it. Um, <laughs> and uh, this this week, uh, the video surfaced of a band called Coldplay, and uh, a little band, a little band called Coldplay, and they ended up taking the stage with Michael J. Fox, and not only did they play Earth Angel. Yeah, from the Back to the Future uh, Enchantment of the Sea Dance. Yes, uh, they also ripped through a blaring version of Johnny Be Good. Johnny Be Good with Michael J. Fox, and he was really playing it. And he was really He's playing, playing lead, like playing he did in the movie. Yep, except for slide down the floor. Yeah, um, which you know he's getting up there. He yeah. can't be like running his knees into the ground. Anymore. That's right. Um, but anyway, I so I wanted to give a toast out to both those groups of people for doing for getting Michael J. Fox back on the stage to play Johnny Be Good, uh, a dream come true for uh, all Back to the Future fans. Yeah, um, it was it was pretty awesome. It was, and I gotta say though, and you you mentioned this when we were talking about back and forth about this. You watched the video for the first time. And you said, mm-hmm. you know, this Earth Angel song, <clears throat> it's probably it's not it's not. Uh, coming together quite like it probably should, and I think Michael might have been a little nervous. I'm not sure, but it seemed like he, maybe he was trying to play it like he did in the movie when his like his yeah. hand was like going away. Yeah, like he didn't have a hand, couldn't I, grip the guitar. I was actually speaking specifically about the just Cold, before Michael J. Fox oh. comes out. Yeah, Coldplay is covering Earth Angel. Yeah, and it is the worst cover of that song. I mean, it's pretty brutal. I. The singer, if you just imagine the singer of Coldplay trying to sing Chris Earth Martin. Angel, it just, it, it's not Earth a good... Earth Angel. <laughs> Earth Angel. Yeah, it's basically... I'm British. Uh, <laughs> Say you'll be mine. It just, it it was not, and I don't know if the, the arrangement of it was not good. Uh, I love that song. It's and, so good. But it, it, they did a terrible version of it. Yeah. Um, but... When they get to Johnny Be Good, they redeem themselves completely. They did, and uh, it, it really cooked, man. They, it really did cook. Yeah. And Mar- I was on the phone to Marvin Barry. Yeah. It's your cousin Barry, or no, Marvin, Marvin, Marvin Barry. Yeah, Marvin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, sorry, anyway. Muskrat Love is messing with my yeah my brain here. So anyway, uh, Chuck. <laughs> so that you know, like Michael J. Fox, he's never gonna, you know be a part of Back to the Future again. So this might be as close as we ever get to see him reprising the role of uh, Marty McFly. I will say this. Let me just put this out here, total tangent. If mm-hmm. they remake that series, I will boycott it. That could be the worst. Re- I will never, ever, ever, unless J.J. Abrams has something to do with it, I will never, ever, ever watch it. And even then... That's a good point, because um, they, you know they've been re- remaking all the stuff. Everything. Ghostbusters has just come out. Um, uh, yeah. So, could it could happen? They could be want to get into the Back to the Future Part Four. That's like a man. That's that's just you know, like when people cover songs like bands. There's just some there's just some song, some bands you just don't cover because you're not going to do it. Yeah. It's not going to work out very well. For right. You. 
Mm-hmm. That's just one of those things in film. Like you, you you're not going to tackle Back to the Future. It yeah. was so perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I, I would say that I was surprised that Star Wars, the new Star Wars, was as good as it was. Right, having to live up to the previous stuff and everything like that. But there, there's no way. There's no way anyone no. can ever remake no. Back to the Future. No. It cannot be done. I mean, if J.J. Abrams did it, mm-hmm. I would I would watch it, and if I didn't hate it, I would call it a success. Yes. That's yeah. that's where I stand on that. Yeah. Yes. But I'm... I'm Staunchly. Oh, I will leave that theater. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Well, let's hope it doesn't ever come to that. Glenn. Anyway. Let's hope that they, you know, cooler heads prevail. That's right. And they do not try to remake Back to the Future. On a, on a lighter note, it was great to see... Um, Michael J. Fox out there. I mean, he, you know, he's MJ. got Parkinson's, mm-hmm. and he's he was moving around good. He was. Yep. I mean, the ability to play guitar is probably something that doesn't come easy with that. Oh, I'm sure. It's yeah. kind of debilitating. Yeah. And so he he did a great job. I mean, yeah. I, I thought Johnny B. Good was actually pretty good. He yeah. did a good job. Mm-hmm. Plus, playing in like a stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many times is you know he wasn't with the Pinheads, right? You know the Pin. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be a little different. Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry, you're just too darn loud. Yeah. It would have been awesome if they played The Power of Love. <laughs> that would have been sweet. Yeah. Uh, maybe do, next time. Do, 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 do. What a great, what oh, a great song. I had, the, I had the record to that. The like single record really? to Power of Love. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, okay. Well, uh, toast to uh, MJ and Coldplay. For making it happen. Yeah, absolutely. An unlikely... Uh, candidate, but a candidate nonetheless. Yeah, exactly. Much like most politics. Right. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the uh, hot button topic. <laughs> that was an interesting. <laughs> I took some liberties. Uh, indecent some... liberties, some might say. <laughs> um. It's anyway, like, uh, it's like I remade Back to the Future, Brian. Yeah, I think so. Uh. Hmm. Glenn, there's a uh, a video game that's sweeping the nation. Yes. Um, okay. And it's called. Wait, is it a video game or is it an app? Well, it's a. I mean, it's a video game. Okay. Right? I don't know. I don't know what the kids call it these days. It's a. Vi- it's like I'm a, get the vernacular right. It's a. Yeah. It's a <laughs> vernacular. It's an app. But I. So is Pong. Is an app. Really? Yeah. I need to get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this app is called Pokemon Go. Ooh, okay. And uh, what it is is, and I haven't played it yet. And I, I, it's not because I'm a luddite. Uh, it's because I have heard that, and maybe this is inaccurate. Now, I have heard that you have to give full access to your Google account. That's false. They've changed that. Okay, they've got that fixed. It's only if you log in with through Google. Okay. The, the so, problem was if you logged in with Google, they were like, "Oh yeah, and we're going to read all your emails okay. and send." So I didn't. Know. Okay, so they got that they all fixed. fixed it, yeah. So that's the only reason I haven't. Died a slight dead. oversight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That that's that means I can download it and start playing it right now. Yeah, absolutely. So you finish the podcast, and I'm going to start playing Pokemon <laughs> okay. Go. I think there's a a spawn or something on your deck. Oh, okay. I don't know the Excellent. vernacular. Yeah, a spawn. A sp- yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it's like salmon. So anyway, Glenn, uh, this 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 game came out, and it it's got to be probably the fastest growing. I don't know if it means that uh, the the app store and so many people have phones, and it's so mature now that apps can spread like wildfire. Uh, but it's like a 
I don't think it existed three weeks ago. No. And now everybody in the world plays it, except for me and Glenn. Yeah. That's literally correct. Yeah. I, well, my wife doesn't play it. Right. My kids are too small, but they would if they could. So there's five of us. Yeah. Or um, six of us. Does Laura play it? Uh, no. So okay. There's seven. She's still holding out. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody else, I mean, I, I go out, like, drive around, yep. and I see people Hold doing this with their phone. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not, like I was, telling, I was telling Laura, like, oh, that's Pokemon Go players right there. So how can you tell? Well, look at the way they're using their phones. Like you They're know. not typing. It's one hand. Yeah. And they're trying to look through it. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a um, uh, spot. I don't know. There's something near my house, oh, like yeah. about a, um, a few blocks down the street near this park. Mm-hmm. And there's always like 10 people at this spot. Oh, yeah. Always. Right. And it, it it can be morning. It can be. It, there's always people there. Mm-hmm. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. So one, I mean, there's been like several things that have happened for this. Like one thing is that, what, like, there's been some weird stories about. First of all, like I read a story about a guy that lives in a former church, and yep. it's like a it's like one of the the hot spots, you know. And he's got people driving up and sitting out front and blocking his driveway, yeah, trying to you know do stuff or whatever. And it was kind of freaking him out. I read about some guys that were getting robbed because they yeah. they kind of I guess you can try to alert other you users, can game the system, basically. yeah, to yeah. to like a particular spot on a map. Yep. So people were trying to do that to draw people to a certain location and then do armed robbery. Um, and then I read about a, a weird, weird, weird story about a girl that got out to go play Pokemon and bumped into a dead body. You know, out on a riverbank or something like that. You know, sure. So seems like that seems to happen near riverbanks. I think you know. I think with all that stuff is like it's kind of a natural byproduct of getting out and <laughs> walking around, walking around and doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I read something else where they were saying basically like the most like unintentionally successful way of getting people to exercise ever. Yeah, because people were out walking around and stuff. Um, I was I on the radio. You know, I, I follow the Royals. Mm-hmm. You know, world champions. <clears throat> I follow the Royals, and they uh, they actually opened up the stadium. I think over the weekend to let people go around and like just play Pokemon Go in the stadium. Yeah. It's insane. And also the the professional uh, soccer team Sporting Kansas City did the same thing as well. Pretty smart. Yeah. And and now businesses are 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 able to do gosh, I I have no idea what I'm I talking about can, here, but you can be a you can be, be a, a place. preferred basically kind of thing. <laughs> I don't yeah, it's the weirdest thing like Oh, uh, you're in our store. Well, why don't you while you're while you're catching those little characters, why don't you buy a lollipop there, Junior? Um one of the things about this that I think is most interesting is that that I, I read one story that was basically saying, thanks to Pokemon Go, we don't have to explain what augmented reality is to anybody. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? So everybody knows what it is now, you know, yeah. thanks to this. Um, but I was just trying to think about, like, how many how many software developers right now are working on an augmented reality app because yeah. of this? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because they just... I don't know if this... I, I got the impression that the developer of the app... And, and Nintendo actually owns the app. Yeah. But a third-party developer actually created it. Okay. So, and there's some affiliate... Like, the developer had some affiliation with Google, apparently, and then Google, like, axed them or something, and then they went and made this game for Nintendo, and... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Nintendo's, Nintendo's stock is up, like... I don't know how much. It's ridiculous. I, oh, I wish I could re- remember the detail, details of this, but I saw an article that basically said their stock is now higher... Um, oh... Than some 
like basically their competitor that they've been under forever. Sega. It's probably well, it's, television. Atari. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Atari. Um, you know that, but it's, it's higher now solely because of uh, Pokemon Go. Yeah. I guess well, it, that and the miniature Nintendo console that they're coming out. Right. Which they haven't sold yet. Right. So, But I guess that still affects stock price. No, I, I was just joking about that. I'm not. No, I already bought 10. Um, but yeah, uh, the, I, I think the day that Pokemon Go came out, their stock went up 20% or something. And it's just been up since then, basically. Because it was just a smashing success. You know, like ridiculous success. Um, Nintendo, I'm not surprised. Nintendo has a way. They used to make playing cards for pokemon no like the company started 100 years ago as a game company with playing cards oh they've been around forever yeah and then they're like okay well this video game console thing seems like something we should get into yeah so then they just killed it yeah and uh you know even when the big console wars were going on they came out with the wii the wii which killed it yeah which was super successful and a different take on things yep and now they've just been kind of hanging back on the whole app thing and not really doing anything. And then, like, boom, they come out with Pokemon Go, and it's like the <laughs> biggest app ever in the history of mankind. It seriously is. Probably the biggest anything ever that requires, I don't know, downloads or logins or whatever. I mean, growing yeah. faster than Facebook, growing faster than I read it was Instagram. like Instagram. Yeah, I think after a couple days, it was bigger than Tinder or something like that. Like one of the, which I mean, you know, whatever. We joke, I, would, I wouldn't know anything. about We that. joke about Tinder a lot, but it's pretty big. But it was like after two days or something, or maybe it was Snapchat. It was one of those. It was either Tinder or Snapchat. One of those big. I mean, not you know, big, big, big. But after two days, Snapchat's huge. It was bigger than yeah. than that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, it's also like. You know, I mean, it's a little bit different for people. Like, you think about how many people are playing Pokemon Go, and it, it's not like it's just a a chat app or something. You have right. to like walk around and like figure out how to do all this, you know, stuff. And like, I mean, it just—I don't know. It seems like it would to me. It would seem like a really hard concept to get across to people. Yeah. Like this is what this is. This is how you use it. This is you know. This means this. You know, all this stuff. Like if you open up a chat app it's no big deal you're just like oh okay right 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 right, right. but with this it's like this whole complicated convoluted new technology thing yeah so i don't know i think that i think it's just one of those things that they you know monkey see monkey do they see their friends doing it they're like oh man this is awesome yeah Mm -hmm. you know i don't think it has to have much i mean there's a map that shows you the approximate location of you know the the little guys are trying to catch yeah man rolled yeah (laughs) um yeah Mm-hmm. I don't even know what they're called. What do you what do you call the little guys? Well, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, that's a problem with us not playing. Pokies? It. But uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. The little cre- the, I know there's like a hundred creatures, and the idea is to gotta cap- catch them all, cap- capture them all, gotta catch them all. And some of them are harder to catch than others. That's the basic gist I get of it. I'm um, guessing the one that was by the dead body was pretty hard to catch. <laughs> I'm just throwing that. Out I hope it was. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Maybe that's how he died. <laughs> I, I read. Gotta some, catch them all. I read something about two guys that actually fell off a cliff oh, playing. Gosh. And I think they're going to be okay. But it was like a lot. It was a big cliff, and they both fell off. Did they it. catch them? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, I got the boat. Oh, yeah, sir, you broke your spine. Yeah, um, I don't care. Yeah. So how do you do? You understand the object of the game to collect all the Pokemon. So what what happens when you collect them all? You, uh, win? you win the game. I don't know. Well, this is a defined scope. 
I, I don't know. I'm sure they just they'll just add. You know, it just keeps on going. You forever. got this hundred, but now there's another. Yeah, 100. exactly. Um, pay pay us a hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Glenn, I I don't know. I, I guess now that, that what we've learned from this is that we both need to play this game. Yep. Now that I know it's safe from my Google account, uh, yeah, I can sign up for it. Yeah, yeah they're not going to read your emails. Okay. Uh, well, maybe I should sign up then. I think you can use other sign-in methods too. Probably gentlemen. Gentlemen sign-in. See what we haven't. Should I should I tell them, bro? About the all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, we started working on gentlemen go. Gentlemen go. And mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's um, augmented reality. Yep. Uh, actually, you just have to catch me and Glenn. <laughs> so it's way more simple than yeah. Pokemon Go. There's only two guys you got to right. Now, we are... Catch you, them all. Got to catch them all. You, you, you got to catch me and Glenn, but we are... We're a little bit... We're hard to catch. We're cagey. Yeah, we're cagey. That's what Brian's we're trying slack. to say here. <laughs> we're all over the place. You know? <laughs> it's gonna, if you can catch one of us, yeah. well done. You know, you're, you're halfway there. You're not going to catch us both. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be a hard game. Yeah, uh, and it'll cost you. Yeah, exactly. At and uh, there's only like two places in the world where we actually exist. <laughs> so um, here in Henry Tees. Here, <laughs> so you got to actually fly to Lawrence <laughs> and uh, then flip on your phone. And Are there seven uh, wings. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to. Uh, you know, there used to be a game called ET, mm. which was like known as being probably the hardest video game of all time. Right, and this is probably going to eclipse that. The critics panned ET. Yeah, widely panned but it. I, I feel better about our chances here. Ooh, it's like Pokemon Go, except you actually have to go somewhere to do it. That's true, Lawrence, and that somewhere is yeah. Lawrence, Kansas. That's right. That's right. Uh, but if you win, you get a beer from us. That's right. We have yeah. a delicious uh, muskrat love from um, uh, a lake, Bell's Lager beer. A lake water beer. and um, um, we'll With hints of muskrat. Yeah, if you win the app. Game and the app. musk. Um, so anyway, there's that. Just a little plug for uh, Gentleman Go. <laughs> um, anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, the, that means it's time for the final segment of the show, which is the uh, questions from the Gentleman Mailbag. <laughs> which is just a question, I hope. I got I got one question in me and that's it. Okay. I don't think I can do two. Yeah, doing two. No. Okay. No. Uh, we'll stick to one then. Um, so, Glenn, there is a heat dome all over the Midwest right mm, now. Mm-hmm. Scientists are worst. saying that it is the this is in fact the hottest day, uh, the hottest like couple weeks um, in. Since 300 BC, what? <laughs> just, oh, okay, uh, you're making them. I'm making that <laughs> up. Uh, no, but uh, dinosaurs the, are dying. The heat dome. <laughs> I, I read something about a heat dome on mm-hmm. CNN. Okay, you know, they, they, they have a buzzword for this stuff. You know, something about like corn moisture and uh, and and heat. So like really humid and hot and there's the, no corn near my house. And, the the heat index is like 110 or something. I believe that. Anyway, so we got a we got a hot couple of weeks on our hands here. Man, it is it is it is been like significantly more humid than I can remember mm-hmm. in a while. It has just yeah. been really humid. It's been pretty terrible. Yeah. So anyway, how do you uh, how do you approach beating the heat, Glenn? I'm gonna defer, Brian. Oh, you're gonna defer. I'm gonna defer. Usually, okay. I answer first. I'm gonna okay. defer to you. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, two things. Um, look, sometimes you got to go to off the wall methods. You okay. Know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I posted a tack to gentleman.com 
earlier in the week. Okay. And somebody had taken a a computer fan <laughs> and glued it into an old huh. milk yeah. carton. Yeah. And put some ice in there. Yeah. And then it he set it by his keyboard and uh, did some work on the computer. Nice. And he was able to prove that it brought the temperature down about one or two, one and a half degrees. That's... Um, <laughs> so... Uh, and it added humidity, yeah. which is important. Uh, so anyway, um, might try to bust that out. I don't know. It was a pretty good idea. I like the fact that you could run it like a battery, um, just in case you're maybe outside or something. You know, if you and I were sitting outside or something, might be a good thing to have, because we could blow in some cool air. Bucket you know? of ice, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, I, I think... Look... I, the only way to for me to deal with heat, man, and I can tell you this for real, because on Sunday it was 100 degrees here, and I was outside doing yard work, and uh, you know, I <laughs> I uh, I was chopping up some branches. Ooh, and I lasted about 45 minutes before yeah. I, you know, whatever. But uh, Laura brought me out a, a like a pint of water, and I drank that in three seconds. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no. I mean, my my go-to would be uh, to, would be some a couple of high lifes. Well, they'll get the job done. It will, but it's got to be a mixture of water and high life. You know what I mean? Because the alcohol kind of that doesn't sound very pleasant. Well, I don't water down the highlights. Oh, okay, okay. Let's say it's like two to one. So There's two, no blender involved. Here's the ratio: two high lifes, one cold glass of water. Uh, every for every forty-five minutes, you're outside. What kind of hops you put in that water? Fuggle? Fuggle hops. Fuggle hops? Uh, get on fuggle hops. Yeah, that's exactly right. Just drop some little fuggle on there. So refreshing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So okay. that would probably be mine. Two two high lives, one water for okay. every 45 minutes you're outside. You know, you could you could be like a... a, a Don't actually do that. because A I dietitian. Actually, I could get into a lot of... Are, are our, you, our lawyers are texting our lawyers us are advi- advising us that you could actually yeah don't don't actually follow that advice seriously uh, or any advice on this podcast um, right. anyway so okay. wh- what were you thinking Glenn? well um so we kind of have a thing at our house we have a little kiddie pool and okay yeah, yeah yeah our backyard is set up such that um a tree covers it's a huge tree and it covers about a third of the yard mm-hmm. so we put the kiddie pool in the uh uh, a third of the that third of the yard, so it's shaded, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not everything can fit in that third, so that means Dad gets to sit in the lawn chair in the sun, oh, which is a little warm. But the problem is, or not the problem, the solution is that my daughter will come and dump water on my head ah. and laugh like crazy. Okay. So now both daughters do this, and so mm-hmm. it's kind of a thing where I just sit there and just have water poured on my head. Actually, it's not too bad. It's, it's not a bad thing. Pretty great. Uh, uh, I, there have been times when I've been working outside where I would just take a big bucket of water. It's refreshing. Me. Yeah, but they do. Um, they don't always do it right, and mm. I do get water up the nose. Oh right, sure. Or you know, in my eyes, or mm-hmm. you know, and they think that's even funnier. So they right. try to do that more. And like, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but. Yeah, it's quite refreshing. That is a refreshing way to cool down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't. I, I don't think I've ever had uh, anybody uh, pour cold water on me. <laughs> it's it's kind of a shock. Yeah, um, but you know, whatever makes kids laugh. It's about it's all true. I'm good for. It's true. Okay. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to do it. So two beers, one water. Don't really do that. Um, and. Uh, have your kids dump water in your hand. Yeah, or somebody. Repeatedly. Yeah, some, yeah, it could it be. could be just anybody. It could be somebody your playing Pokemon boy. Go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
you know, whatever it takes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's a real thing, though. They're saying this week is going to be. I was ch- I was looking at the temperature. It's going to be like 100 degrees here. All yeah. Week. Yeah. Uh, and then it's going to cool off for a little bit. And then it's going to. Well, I think by August it'll be. It'll be cooler. Mi- middle maybe. to late August is right when things start to cool Oof. off a little bit for us. So. I would. I have a very um, vivid memory of my freshman year of college coming back to my parents' house August 20th for my brother's birthday, and it was just like terrible. 100 degrees out and humid, and yeah, Ugh. yeah. This is this is like the the hot time of year in Kansas. Yeah, and it's been pretty mild up until now. Mm-hmm. Not to make our podcast even more boring by talking about the weather right. in Kansas, but right. there you have it. Yeah, and now we're done with that. And um, we're done. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that was, uh, speaking of making the podcast terrible, that was uh, podcast episode number 93. It really was pretty bad all the way around. We had a bad beer. I shouldn't say bad. I don't know what you're talking about, Glenn. Empirically, we had a not-so-great beer. Yes. The mustache According scale. To, yeah, the mustache twist scale was not kind. Guys, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, mileage may vary. That's right. Um, except it's scientific mileage, so it really can't It really doesn't vary, vary at all. Exactly. Plus or minus uh, 0.00001. Yeah, the error rate is like nothing. You've um, extracted it. So anyway, uh, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, maybe stay away from the Land of Lakes uh, muskrat love beer. Lager of the Lakes. Yeah. <laughs> Bell's Brewing Company. They, they've got another. The, the beer we did last time was good. Uh, the Oberon was like a summer ale. Yes. It was good. We rated it an 81. And, and I've seen this brewery pop up a lot around here mm-hmm. and other places as well. So, yeah. So, look, don't, don't, yeah. don't judge a lager by its cover, <laughs> by its muskrats. Yeah. Um, anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, that was episode 93. I'm looking forward to episode 94 in two weeks. Uh, I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. Have a good night. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Salud!